0: Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, I've hit record, and away we go. So, on the previous episode, talking to Dave Fudge, he's played a show on the same bill as The Strokes in New York. My mind still hasn't quite recovered from learning that fact. That is incredible. And just the episode before that, I was talking about New York and how obsessed I've been with that time period, etc. So that was, and I did not know that fact was going to come up when we started our conversation. So that was my shock in real time when he told me that that happened. Yeah, so you never know what you can find out just by talking to people. And when you press record, it can always be interesting. Today's episode, I mentioned in that conversation with Dave Fudge about how I've been on some sort of virtual safari of New York via Google Maps. In fact, just today I discovered, I didn't realise Arlene's Grocery was still a venue. I know there's a, a very, a classic YouTube video of the Strokes playing Arlene's Grocery in I think the year 2000, maybe even 99. So I assumed it was one of those venues that had come and gone with the passing of time, but it's still going. And the reason I found that out is because I am subscribed to a bunch of YouTube channels that post live shows. So they are part of my digital safari of areas I haven't personally been to. And today I was just going to talk about some of those YouTube channels. So when it comes to New York, there is a channel called I Was Easy Meat. All one word, I Was Easy Meat. And they go to quite a few shows in New York. They also mention when it's an artist's debut in New York as well. And they tend to put links to where you can find out more about each artist whose video they put up. Bear with me as I record this episode. I'm going to be opening up YouTube to try and read off a couple of recent videos from each of these channels. So I Was Easy Meet all one word. The most recent one is a band called Orchards. Or Orchards. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Depends on Depends on where you're from, I guess. O-R-C-H-A-R-D-S. Apparently they are a Brighton band. And they played... Arlene's Grocery on the 10th of March. So, I guess that's, what, last week? Maybe last weekend? I think last weekend. So, that's their most recent video. That was at Arlene's Grocery. They've got videos from Babies Alright, from Rockwood Music Hall. Ugh, getting all tongue-tied here. There are a few venues that they clearly visit quite regularly. Babies Alright shows up quite a lot. Elsewhere There's another one. Bond Street, Mercury Lounge, Rough Trade... So they get around, and they are a cool conduit to trying to experience live the live music scene, at least the smaller live music scene in New York. A quick flight over to the other side of America, we have Los Angeles, and over there, the main channel I follow is someone called Daniel Kirby. Daniel Kirby, spelled K-I-R-B-Y. They go to quite a few shows in L.A., and they've also made me realise just how big L.A. is. If you don't have a car out there, I, it must be pretty cumbersome to go from show to show. But let's look at some of the shows that they have been to recently. So they, oh, some of the venues, rather. They've been to the Regent Theatre, El Cid, Zebulon, Bootleg Theatre. And these are all places that you can... Oh, the Terragram. These are all places you can go onto Google Maps, which is what I often do. Type in the name of the venue and see whereabouts it is. And, again, just get that by-proxy feeling of being at the show and what live music scene is like in that area. From LA, let's head on over to Manchester, and there I have a channel called... Well, I follow a channel called Manc Music. M-A-N-C-M-U-S-I-C, all one word. They go to quite a few gigs there. Again, normally smaller gigs, so scrolling to their channel to see some of the show's they've been to one of them actually was a band called Deja Vega who I've actually interviewed on this podcast though I can't remember the name the episode number but if you search Deja Vega Saddest Night Out you should come across them the only thing about mank music is they don't tend to put they don't always put who they're seeing and where they're seeing them in the title sometimes i don't know if they Just upload it and then edit the title later. But right now, their most recent videos all say IMG and then a number, which I imagine means they've just uploaded straight from their phone or from their camera, whatever. Maybe later they'll go back, edit the title, and put in the name of the artist and venue and so on. But most recently, the ones that they have labelled, there is Super Drone at Pier Hat, Deja Vega at the same show as well. So they... Some of the other... I think uh, Daniel Kirby tends to film all of the bands on a lineup. up Mank Music. Uh, I Was Easy meats tends to do individual songs, or maybe just one song from a particular show, from a particular band at that show. Mank Music tends to do individual songs from each band. Oh, I'm trying to see where they've been to. Burton Arms. Still scrolling. Castle. See, I went to university in Huddersfield, so I went to quite a few shows in Manchester. The Ruby Lounge comes to mind, Night and Day, The Deaf Institute. Fun video series I enjoy is the 1975 played The Deaf Institute, I think in 2013, and that's an interesting video to watch if you just search that on YouTube as well, because that was very much... I say in their early stages, but apparently that band started in 2002, so early stages, as far as the wider world might be aware, but... I guess they were pretty used to touring by that point. Yeah, I can't really see too many venues on Manc Music because they do individual songs. Oh, uh, Night People, never been to that venue. So yeah. Manchester, Manc Music, Los Angeles, Daniel Kirby, New York, I Was Easy Meat. Slight shout slight shout out to another channel called David Dean Burkhart. Burkhart spelled B U R K H A R T. They are just a very regular poster of music that I tend to enjoy. They're right in my wheelhouse of the kind of music I generally enjoy. And last but not least, I have a couple of YouTube channels that I follow who post gigs in London. So for smaller shows, there is a channel called, or well, it's kind of hard to pronounce. It's basically the name Mark Saunders, but spelled backwards. So it's K-R-A-M space... S-R-E-D-N-U-A-S. Mark Saunders, but spelt backwards. Let's scroll to their channel, see some of the shows they've been to. So they've been to a lot of venues that I've been to. In fact, I have an episode where Mark Saunders was there, and I said hi to him, but he didn't want to talk for the podcast. So I have met the person, because when I read out some of the venues they've been to, it makes sense that we would have eventually crossed paths. So their most recent videos are from Shacklewell Arms, they were recently at Rough Trade East, Paper Dress Vintage, which I've never been to for a show. Rough Trade East is a record sh- is a record store on Brick Lane and sometimes so losing all my words now. Rough Trade East is a record store on Brick Lane, East London, and sometimes they have in-store performances from bands. I've been to the store. I saw Edgar Wright talk there, but I've never seen a band perform there. So he's been to I haven't been to Paper Dress Vintage either. He's been to the Slaughtered Lamb, never been there. The Lexington, I have been there. Cavendish Arms, I'm pretty sure I've been there. So yeah, quite... Oh, that's Seabright Arms, which apparently is celebrating their second birthday today. Seabright Arms is owned by the same company who own Old Blue Last. If you go back to one of my earlier episodes, I speak to the person behind the promotional company, Polly. They work with Old Blue Last and with Seabright Arms. And birthdays, RIP, birthdays are closed. Oh, also whilst I'm talking about venues in London, The Social, which is a venue where I talk to some people. I can't... I've done 132 of these episodes. I can't remember which episode is which and who I talk to when, but I did record an episode at The Social when I saw Hatchie. Didn't speak to Hatchie, spoke to one of the support artists whose name I've forgotten, and I spoke to someone who works at The Social, as well as, I think, The Bouncer. And apparently The Social is under threat of closing. Because there is a chain pub that wants to take over that space. So if you can, just search The Social London and you should find a page for the petition. They're trying to raise some funds. I want to say 100000 maybe 15000 There's quite a big gap between those two figures. So search The Social London and you'll find out exactly how much they're trying to raise. I think they've got two weeks to raise it. Every little helps us try and save our live music spaces in London. So Mark Saunders, spelled backwards, has been to a lot of the venues that I've been to. And then the second channel that I follow in London is O-Cantona Gigs, all one word, O-H-C-A-N-T-O-N-A-G-I-G-S. Now, this person tends to post videos from larger shows in London, so they are typically at the O2, or at the various O2 Academy venues, which are a bit higher up. Places like Seabright Arms, Old Blue Last. you're talking about uh, maybe 100, 200-odd capacity that can fit in the venue o2 you're talking more in the thousands those are the next if you're a band on the rise you start off at your old blue last and your sea bright arms and the free shows at such venues and then when you're starting to gain some momentum maybe if when you're signed and you're really building up a fan base then you'd start playing venues sponsored by the o2 which is the phone company so which one was I talking about again? Oh, Cantona Gigs. Let's go on over to their channel. So they most recently recorded Doja Cat at XOYO in London, which is right near Old Street Station. Last time I was there to, was to see PC music. It was a very sweaty show, but a good time. I actually went there with a bunch of people from the website Reddit. It was on the London Social Club page. I haven't been to a Reddit event in a while, although Game of Thrones is starting up again, and the Reddit folks tend to have a bit of a get-together at a pub to watch episodes, so I might start going to that again. We'll see. They also recorded Billie Eilish at the O2 in Shepherd's Bush. And that's a particularly fun video to watch, because Billie Eilish is very much the one to watch in 2019. And it's been said that at her shows the entire crowd just sings along the whole time if you watch this video you can see that happening in real time also side note my most heartfelt apologies if me posting this podcast naming these channels leads to any of them getting shut down for copyright etc i'm very very sorry he says as he continues to go on with it. but hopefully they will continue to exist because it's really fun to watch shows I, again, I've said in the podcast before, I've said pretty much everything I'll ever say on the podcast before. That's what happens when you record 130-odd episodes. But I've mentioned how, once upon a time, I used to be that person who was like, wow, why would you film a video at the show? You should be there in the moment, etc., etc., yada, yada, yada. Now, I, I say let people be, and I actually appreciate it because it can be difficult to go to shows. So, maybe I'm a weirdo for feeling this way, but I quite enjoy watching other people's videos sometimes to see what a show is like and what a venue is like as well. And this Billie Eilish video, the whole crowd sings every word to every song the entire time. It's actually pretty impressive to see. So that's O-Cantona gigs. O-H-C-A-N-T-O-N-A-G-I-G-S. And yeah, those are... I don't have any for anywhere else in the world. If there's any you recommend, feel free to let me know. Just search Saddest Night Out and you will find me but those are the venues those are the <laughs> those are the people who let me go to venues with them via their videos on YouTube and they are also a bit of a conduit for finding new artists as well, like the artist' orchids who are apparently from Brighton. I'd never heard of them. I now follow them on Spotify, so I'll be checking them out i'm adding I've added them to my twenty nineteen playlist, which is why I pretty much throw any new music I find in any given year to go back through, see what really sticks with me and what doesn't and just rem- reminisce on how my year went. The first song I have from 2018 I think is All The Stars from the Black Panther soundtrack which came out early January in 2018 and it's still one of my favourite songs from that year. So that's always a fun thing to do. Another method of discovery that I have for new music is that I have the Bandcamp app on my phone and with it you can search by city So I'll search for London and maybe something like Dream Pop or Shoegaze, which are genres I'm quite fond of. And it will list a bunch of artists who fit those specifications. So I can find a bunch of artists from London who play that kind of music and who have released music via Bandcamp. That's a pretty effective way to find under-the-radar artists. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how some promoters find artists as well to play their shows. So yeah, that's enough rambling for me. How long have we been on? 15 minutes of just me talking. I love the sound of my voice. What can I say? Last night's open mic at the Littleton Arms went really well. I caught the very last Northern Line train and then the very last District Line train to get home, but it was worth it because it was just one of those nights, you know? I played a song on the piano, didn't record it, probably should have, but I'm still a bit wary about putting my own music on these episodes at the moment. I will get back to it eventually, I imagine, because it's quite fun. I have to, my assignment this week is to write up the tabulature, basically write up how to play my song so that when I get more people on board to form a live band with, I can disseminate that information and when we get in the studio together, we can start rehearsing much easier because one, I'll send them mixes that highlight what they'd be playing and two, I'd send them the musical notation for their parts so hopefully, if they are willing to take the time to learn that, and my my music isn't too difficult, uh, for me anyway, I, it's fairly pared down. But if they learn it on their own, by the time we get together, we can be much more effective in our rehearsals. So I, Because my songs are not one that, to know the names of chords, etc. I just put my hands in weird shapes and like how it sounds and slide around and figure it out that way. But to teach someone else how to play it, similar to how I first learned how to play guitar, and imagine how a lot of people first learn how to play guitar you go to something like ultimate guitar tabs and it tells you you put you have to press the 10th fret on the e string and the 12th fret on the d string or something like that and it just points out thing well note by note string by string what you need to press in order to play certain chords and certain solos etc that's what i need to do with my own music which is a bit weird to do but i can see how it would come in handy so that's my assignment to hopefully get done before the end of the week I think that's definitely enough for me I feel like there's more I wanted to say there's always more I want to say but there's always the next episode so thank you very much for listening I'll catch you on the next one and take care